Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Friday, July the 16th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. I've got news on a heatwave due to hit Kent this weekend in a bit, but first we want to tell you about extreme weather in Europe that's cost the lives of at least 100 people. You may have seen pictures of the devastating floods that have hit Germany and Belgium following heavy rain. Well, many more people are missing after homes were swept away. One of the German towns affected is Bad Munster Rifle. It's a name actually you might recognise because it's twinned with Ashford. The council there have lowered their flag to half-mast and say their thoughts go out to everyone affected. Well, let's hear now from Stuart Jeffrey. He's from the Green Party in Maidstone and is calling for action on both an international and individual level. This is sort of one of the big outcomes that we've been expecting um, as a result of climate change. Um, uh, clearly, We've been a little bit insulated from some of the other events that have happened around the world. It's interesting to see now that it's starting to affect Europe in this way. And, um, you know, my, my heart goes out to all those in Germany and Belgium and the Netherlands who have been affected. But we've, we, we have been quite insulated. If you look at the western coast of um, America, for example, they're struggling even more. One of the key points about climate change is, um, you know, these things can happen, but the frequency and intensity of them increase rapidly under climate change. So whether or not you can physically say this one particular instance, but when you look at all of the stuff that's going on around the world, and there's huge amounts of it, you can very categorically say this is a result of climate change. And we are right at the beginning and it's rapidly evolving. So these kind of incidents are going to get worse and they're going to get worse very much quicker. You know, we are right at the point where it is our last chance saloon to do something, accepting we're right in the middle of a pandemic, which is exercising governments around the world to try and control. Actually, climate change is going to be worse um, and it's going to affect even more people. We need to take the same sort of approach that we've taken with the pandemic to tackle climate change. We need to radically change the way we live our lives, how we generate energy, what we do with waste. And fundamentally, our relationship with the world around us has to be one of sustainability. We have to realise that we're part of the world in order to tackle this. And from what I can see, we're a long way off having that mentality, which is, is a real worry. If we don't do, do something now, do something fast to change the way we live and relate to the world around us, we are going to cause some immense problems in the very near and, and medium term futures. Um, this is going to affect our children. It's going to affect us, to be honest. We actually need to panic now. I, I think we're at that point. It's an immense sadness as to what's happened. But, but actually, we kind of need to think we've got to do something. This is an emergency. Let's take some action. Meantime, as I mentioned, a heatwave warning has been issued ahead of the weekend with temperatures set to rise across Kent. Public Health England are urging us to be careful in the sun and stay safe by following COVID restrictions. We're also being asked to check on vulnerable neighbours or loved ones and offer support if needed. It's thought temperatures could reach up to 30 degrees Celsius. Kent Online News. Some news from court now and a Canterbury man who stabbed his girlfriend twice during a row has been jailed for 12 years. She was left with life-threatening injuries after being attacked by Reed Gawler last September. The 23-year-old from Riverview will also be subject to a restraining order when he's released from prison. At Kent Online, you can see shocking video footage of the moment a family's car was set alight. The flames then spread to their home. The arson attack happened on the driveway of TikTok stars known as the Smithies in Welling. 
No one was hurt and police are investigating. Two robbers who attacked a man as he looked after two children on Sheppey have been jailed. They were all part of a group that was socialising at a property on Alma Road in Sheerness last July. After leaving, a 35 and 30-year-old then returned and punched the victim before stealing his wallet. They've each been locked up for six years. Now, ahead of so-called Freedom Day on Monday, latest figures show the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent has almost doubled in a week. 29 patients are currently being treated in the county, with four of them on ventilators. COVID cases are also continuing to rise, but deaths remain low. Maidstone has the highest infection rate in Kent at the moment, with nearly 300 cases per 100,000 people. Thanet is the lowest, with 88. And a rise in cases across the country has led the government to say new COVID restrictions can't be ruled out in the future. Well, one measure that is going to be introduced in Kent as COVID restrictions are lifted is Operation Brock. You may well remember that's the contraflow system on the M20 between Maidstone and Ashford. It's designed to keep traffic moving if there are delays to channel crossings or the port and Eurotunnel gets particularly busy. It's thought we could see an increasing number of people heading on holiday as restrictions lift and schools break up for the summer. So the concrete barrier will be put in place tomorrow night. Paul Bartlett is the deputy leader of Ashford Council. It will ensure free flow of traffic through the county, specifically for HGVs, which will have to be um, uh, ensured that they're in the correct lane in order to get to either Eurotunnel or the Port of Dover. So I think it is a sensible time to do it um, in order to keep the uh, traffic moving during the summer. Uh, I mean, are you surprised that they not given much notice this is quite quick turnaround isn't it or was it known known about beforehand as often sometimes these these things are well my guess is that they probably expected it to be put in place um i think it was fairly certain that lockdown was going to be lifted on the on the 19th and with the change in travel restrictions uh, between the uk and the continent um specifically the ability for people to return from amberless countries uh, if they've been double vaccinated um, and not have to self-isolate for the prescribed period of time. I think they expect a lot more people to travel to the com- uh, continent. So I think it was foreseeable. The M20 will close at eight tomorrow night between junctions seven and nine. The motorway should reopen at eight on Sunday morning. Be listening to our sister radio station KMFM for regular travel updates. You can also follow our live travel blog at Kent Online. We've also been asking on socials today how you think about Freedom Day on Monday. On our Twitter poll, 35% of you say you can't wait, while 65% are dreading it. On Facebook, Steve Sedge says, don't get me wrong, yes, let's end all restrictions, but we will be back in lockdown by September, unfortunately. Faith Bork says, no different than any other day. About time we started getting back to some normality. We have to learn to live with this virus the same as we do with any flu, cold, hay fever, asthma, pneumonia, etc. Use common sense. All he's done is said wear a mask if you feel safer, but be sensible. So what's the big deal? Finally, Paul has added, we haven't lost our freedom we've just been living with limitations stop banging on with this exaggerated headline the people in afghanistan facing the new onslaught by the taliban have lost their freedom well you can have your say by voting in the poll or by leaving a comment on our socials kent online reports 
The NSPCC is considering leaving its base in Medway as part of a nationwide shake-up. We're told more than 160 jobs could be lost across the country, including 12 at its site in Gillingham, which has been providing therapy and support for children since 1996. The charity is consulting on plans for a new hub in London. Cycle lanes in a part of Thanet have been branded a waste of money. The shared space markings along Westcliff Promenade are part of a £27,000 project to improve 19 miles of cycle routes along the coast. It's designed to make pedestrians and cyclists aware of each other, but some say it looks awful. Well, you can see it for yourself by looking at the pictures at Kent Online. Now, we've been told that there are plenty of jobs available in Kent right now, but companies have to make sure they can meet our new expectations of a work-life balance. Yesterday on the podcast, we told you there were 59,700 people claiming unemployment benefits in the county in June, still nearly 27,000 more than before the pandemic. The hospitality industry is one sector struggling to recruit. Well, Tony Line is from Kent Recruitment Bureau. He joined Oliver Kemp on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. If you walk down any high street where there's um, restaurants or cafes, lots of them are looking for waiting staff, kitchen staff. And, and, and that's actually, I, I wonder if actually that's a whole other conversation to have as well, which we should delve into, which is, you know, since COVID's happened, a lot of people are talking about this idea of reevaluating their lives because pre-pandemic, you know, people maybe have worked in jobs where they weren't necessarily happy. They may be coming out of the pandemic with different a different feeling about life and thinking, maybe I don't want to work behind a bar until one in the morning. Maybe I don't want to work in hospitality. Maybe I don't want to get a, a train to the city five days a week. Are you having those kind of conversations with candidates? Yeah, de- definitely things like hospitality, because of the hours involved and because it's it's typically not well paid, which is is wrong. It should be better paid and it should be considered to be a career rather than a, a, a stopgap job. Um, as you said, people have stopped doing it and they've gone to do something else. Now, they may be they may be being a delivery driver for Tesco's. They've taken on thousands of people and it's very hard to then make that move back again because as you said the hours aren't particularly social you've begun to lead a different life you probably won't go back to your old life You can watch the programme in full by heading to our socials. Young people in Kent are going to be eligible for free bus travel this summer. 11 to 18-year-olds will be able to use Reconnect bus passes on all stagecoach and Arriva routes in the county from July the 22nd until the end of August. The passes will be handed out at schools to all pupils in years 6 to 13 by the end of term. Kent Online reports. A plaque in honour of a man from Medway who campaigned for political reform in the 1800s has been unveiled. William Cuffey, who was of English and African heritage, led the Chartist movement, a large protest to push for democracy. He was later arrested and sent to Australia. Well, the plaque is at the historic dockyard in Chatham, not far from where William was born. Councillor Vince Maple was at the ceremony. So it's great that we've got recognition here in the historic dockyard in Chatham uh, for both Chatham and William Cuffey. 
two of Medway's uh, quite often unsung heroes. It's 150 years since uh, William Cuffey passed away, actually in July 2020, so we're coming to the end of that uh, year of recognition and celebration of the tremendous work that he did. And the blue plaque that is here today will mean that those um, who are perhaps hearing his name for the first time will explore more and see what a huge contribution he made uh, to the Chartist movement, you know, getting us the democracy that we take for granted today. I think being able to recognise all aspects of our history is a really important thing. You know, Medway and Chatham Dockyard in particular is full of history and making sure that it's a full picture is really important. And I think over the last 18 months we've seen lots of people saying they want uh, the history that we talk about to be truly reflective and today's blue plaque is our small part in making sure that story is the full picture of our history here in Medway. I want to make sure that everything we do in Medway brings the whole community together. You know, we've already seen uh, in my ward uh, the recognition of Asquith Xavier. We're now seeing recognition of William Cuffey. These are great people who changed history. Uh, and without people, you know, standing up today saying we want that recognition, uh, they would be lost from the history books. And it's really important that we all do everything we can to make sure those history books tell the full story uh, of uh, people like William Cuffey. And Carol Stewart is from the Medway African and Caribbean Association. Because of uh, people like Puffy, who fought for the rights of workers, for the you know for equal pay, um, you know getting the, the, the right to vote, that we're able to live freely, um, or as freely as much as we can today. So um, we wanted to to honour his legacy. You can also watch KMTV's report on that story on the website. We're being urged to count butterflies in Kent to find out just how climate change has impacted wildlife. Conservationists say current records show many species have had a poor spring because of this year's unseasonably cold and wet weather. They're asking us to spend 15 minutes outside and log the number and type of butterflies we see. Folkestone Pride is taking place this weekend. Gets underway tonight with an exhibition of work by different artists before a picnic around the bandstand at the Lees tomorrow. Anyone going along is asked to do a Covid test first and also stick to social distancing. And One Direction star Niall Horan's been in Kent to watch the Open Golf Championship. The four-day event started yesterday at Royal St George's in Sandwich with thousands of spectators coming along to enjoy. Niall's a keen fan of the sport apparently and has his own golf management company. Kent Online Sport. We're sticking with the golf and the action at Royal St George's is continuing today. Louis Oosthuizen finished day one at the top of the leaderboard. On the second day, Rory McIlroy has been battling to make the cut. We'll have updates on the sport pages of Kent Online over the weekend with the winner crowned on Sunday. And in cricket, Kent play Middlesex in their penultimate T20 blast game later. Most of the main squad are still isolating after one of them tested positive for COVID. So some less experienced players will feature for the Spitfires. They are already through to the quarterfinals and play at Lords is due to get underway at 6.15. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.